Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, coming to you live right after that incredible Thursday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. No Steve Palazzolo here. He's out. He's on the road. So just me, Sam Monson, and we're going to be running through all the craziness in that game. We've been talking about doing this for a while. One of us wouldn't be able to make the Daily for whatever reason, so it would have to be a solo effort, and that's what we're going to get here. So... Let's run through this a little bit. I have some thoughts on that game. Wow, the turnover-worthy plays in a game between Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert were absolutely wild. I can't believe that we got that volume of passes end up essentially in the hands of defensive backs. And the disparity between how they were punished or otherwise was absolutely crazy. Um, For Mahomes to come out of that game with the stat line that he had is almost unbelievable. He finished 24 of 35 for 235 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions for a passer rating of 106. We took a lot of crap last week for his PFF grade not being particularly good, and one of those reasons, or one of the reasons it wasn't, was a turnover-worthy play, a pass thrown essentially to a defensive back that his receiver had to fix, had to bail out and prevent from becoming a bad play. He seemed to be on a mission in this game to throw the ball to the defense. He had a couple of interceptions that were negated by penalties. And look, not all interceptions that are negated by penalties are bad plays. You know, sometimes the penalty is a, an easy offside. You knew you had a free play. You put the ball in the air and you just heaved it down and see what would happen. It's a free play. It can only go well for you. These weren't really those types. You know, the the first one, or there was an... Uh, illegal contact that, yeah, it would have put the receiver in the area, but the safety always looked like he was there. There was one, I think, that was a fair interception that got overturned because the ball touched the ground. Um, There was one that was straight in the hands of the corner who dropped it. Uh, And there was another one a little bit later where it wasn't really a dropped interception, but was certainly in the area of a linebacker who got a hand to it. So for Mahomes to come out of that game with zero interceptions is absolutely wild. You know, we're going to have to wait for the the grade review and the All-22 and all those kinds of things, but Mahomes' grade is not going to be good in this game. And he had a couple of spectacular plays in there, a couple of plays in there that only Mahomes can make. You know, the the touchdown where he's able to avoid pressure, escape a a linebacker in the open field, and then do the little sidearm sling into a gap and for a touchdown, beautiful Mahomes play. But wow, he is incredibly lucky to come out of this game without any interceptions at all. And then on the other side, Justin Herbert had played a great game right up until his tight end, Gerald Everett, got hurt or got tired and just kind of gave up in the end zone, just stopped moving. And Herbert thought he had the angle, thought he had leverage, put the ball in the air, immediate pick six. It's just incredible the difference between those two. You know, Herbert then had another bad play later on and, and you know, got injured and did incredible to, to battle his way through that. But Mahomes was out here trying to throw interceptions all day, didn't manage to throw one. Herbert hadn't really done much wrong and, and kind of got screwed by his tight end and throws a pick six. And that was really the turning point in the game. Second thought I have about this. Amazon's first sort of big broadcast, the the incredible stuff they were trying to do, the multiple different feeds, the multiple different uh, broadcasts, all this kind of stuff. The Prime Vision feed, if you like, the Prime Vision stream was pretty incredible. Essentially, all 22 
views of the field the whole way. Um, they do a lot of kind of graphical overlay to the All-22s. So they're highlighting skill position players, showing you what's going on. I love that. I think that was fantastic for a couple of reasons. One, being able to see all the things that All-22 gives you is pretty fantastic. But they keep the commentary there. You know, a lot of times when you see these alternate feeds, you get something else. You know, it's not the, the main alpha team doing the commentary. So you still got Al and Herb Street telling you what was happening. They also kept the replays in there. You know, they would show you the All-22 view, but if something happened, you need to zoom in and show you the slow-mo, super zoomed-in version. You got the replays and the commentary and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, I think they could lose the sidebar with all the information and stuff. I think it's a good idea, you know, give you all this extra data and all this extra info while you're watching. But in practice, you don't, really use much of that stuff and all you do is shrink the screen down so i would i'd go full screen with the all 22 view make it as big and awesome as possible throw up some data as and when you know whenever you think it's relevant and roll with that i think that was a genuinely fantastic way of viewing a game um, i'll get to my other takes in a second but first the nfl's opening week of action was phenomenal and this thursday night football game was pretty spectacular as well in week two get ready for the rest of week two touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 in any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See description for details. There you go. Little ad read from Sam. Don't even need Steve for it. Um, what else have I got? Chargers defense. I thought that looked a lot better in this game. Um, certainly when you compare it to last year, the, the Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack access functions, the player hashtag, you know, number three <laughs> body slam on Travis Kelsey. He was making some plays in this game. The cornerbacks look good. Like I think the chargers defense looks an awful lot better. They gave up some plays against the run. There's a late play to Clyde Edwards, Hilaire that's going to skew those numbers a little bit, but they weren't the kind of sacrificial lamb that they were a season ago. And they were getting after Mahomes a bit. Now, what was interesting is they also blitzed him quite a lot. Um, not a ton, but more than you should. <laughs> like, like Mahomes, blitzing Patrick Mahomes is generally suicidal. The Cardinals did it 60%, 58% of the time in week one, and he absolutely carved them to ribbons. Now, he didn't carve... The, uh, the the Chargers to, to absolute ribbons, but he did make a couple of big plays in there as well. And yet they blitzed him, you know, quite a lot, more than double-digit attempts uh, in terms of blitzes for that defense. And one of them got home early. Maybe they got confidence from that. But given that they were able to get pressure with that front four, I thought that was a really interesting game plan that they were still prepared to dial that up and go after Mahomes, given his career success of beating the blitz. I thought that was pretty fascinating. But the takeaway for me is that I think this Chargers defense is going to be for real this year and, you know, cause teams some problems and be able to match the level that the offense is capable of. Um, and I do wonder, 
if that plays into Brandon Staley's different fourth down attitude so far this season than a year ago. Last year, you know, Brandon Staley was making these fourth down calls to go for it constantly. And he was being mocked for it sometimes when they didn't work out, but he was going for them in all kinds of scenarios. And he led the league in the kind of, you know, the most correct go for it decisions by volume, but he also had a ton where he was going for it, or even the models, even the analytics was saying, no, kick it away. Don't, don't go for it there. He was just hyper aggressive. But in week one, there were fourth down decisions that he would have gone for last year that he didn't, uh, this week as well. We saw it very early on. Um, the fourth and two in the first drive kicks an easy field goal instead of going for it. Um, he went for a fourth and inches later, but it was one of those pretty easy calls in midfield. It was a fourth and two before the half at midfield, decided to punt. Like It felt like he was being um, a lot more conservative with that stuff. And I wonder if it's because he trusts the defense a whole lot more now than he did last year. And He's not as worried about having to put up a ton of points and win by shootouts. He thinks his defense can actually win uh, one-on-one with the opposition and keep them in games, and he's not so keen to sort of steal possessions with those fourth down decisions. I think that's an interesting thing to monitor and and maybe even ask the guy in press conferences and stuff if that is um, playing into it. The last takeaway I have is the offensive line for the Chargers lost players during this game. And I think that was kind of a turning point. Um, They lost uh, Trey Pippins at right tackle went out and they had to bring in Storm Norton, who was pretty disastrous last year. Uh, Corey Lindsley left with a knee injury and he, uh, his backup, Will Clapp came in as well. And then the other thing that changed is Chris Jones went from spending most of his time lined up against Zion Johnson to flipping to the other side against Matt Filer. Zion Johnson was doing a great job against Chris Jones, but as soon as he went up against Filer, he had a couple of wins really quickly, absolutely dominated, um, and really started to impact the game that way. So hopefully none of those losses for the Chargers are long-term things, and also that Justin Herbert and what looked like a rib injury for him is not going to be a long-term thing because I think this kind of lived up to the billing in terms of both these teams look good. Both of these teams, you know... I. It was a great battle, I think, back and forth, and I think they'll both be legit towards the end of the season, but the Chargers are the team that end up you know, losing the game, lost a couple of guys from injuries as well. Hopefully, the ramifications of this loss are no more serious for them than simply dropping a game to the Chiefs and moving on. Um, so, that's, that's it. Um, but where you can check out some more of those uh, one-on-one mismatch type, uh, type things on the PFF app. PFF app will identify some of those individual mismatches like Chris Jones against Matt Filer, show you where the advantage lies and where you can place a bet straight from the app. Great feature, great product. You should go download the PFF app wherever you're looking for. You'll find it on the website as well, links to it all over the place. So that's it for the first uh, PFF NFL Daily solo edition. Just Sam here. Steve will be back uh, next week. This is the, the last one of the week. So... We'll uh, talk to you then. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to me ramble for 10 minutes.